Thank you very welcome back to the programme News Talk Sports Sunday here we're uh, with you right across the afternoon keeping an eye on everything that uh, moves in uh, GEA just a minute gone at Castle Bar still no score between Mayo and Donegal we're going to turn our attention though to the Republic of Ireland we have Neil O'Reardon Emmett Malone and Daniel McDonnell in studio um, there was a press briefing this afternoon in Malahide we'll just, uh, we played you some Trapatoni earlier on he wasn't um, best pleased with how the Robbie Brady story was uh, reported. We'll bring you John O'Shea in just a second. Um, lads, you were out there. Emmett, Trabatoni, we heard him earlier, just uh, kind of felt... I didn't hear miss- him earlier. Oh, you weren't there? I was at a different press conference, so I don't know what he said in the press conference you're talking about, unfortunately. How does all this, how does well, all this usually, work? Well, usually what, how it works is that uh, Trapatoni's brought in and uh, everybody's together mm. and all the broadcast people ask their questions and PA and stuff and then they leave and then we get to ask extra, extra questions for the next day's paper. But because it was so cold there today, uh, they normally do players pitch side if we're getting any players, but they brought the players inside. And so uh, they, uh, they, put, they, they switched uh, Travatoni and Seamus Coleman around between the broadcast and the uh, daily newspapers. Uh, so neither of us were at the other's press conference, if you know what I mean. So, um, so I have no idea what Travatoni <laughs> said. So <laughs> if you'd did enlighten have, me. I did have a glance at the... I, yeah, uh, I just got them emailed. On the way in. Yeah, I, so. got, I got them emailed. So I, unfortunately, I was walking here from the office. Okay, so. well, listen, we'll play you a bit of Travatoni in a moment's time. Have a listen to John O'Shea. He's been talking about uh, Robbie Brady to Dave McIntyre. No, I think that's obviously maybe some of the some of the phrases the manager uses. He, he spoke to Robbie the night before the game, so there was uh, there was no whether it's you guys kind of misunderstanding the the manager's uh, chat. Sometimes he spoke to Robbie, and it was all because obviously Wheeler was missing out, and there was a different change of tactics from the manager and the team inside were, were more than well aware of what was going on. You know, look, lads, it was very simple. There was there's no controversy about it. A player got injured, and the manager changed tactics. That's kind of in line with what Trapattoni said as well. Essentially, he felt he'd been misrepresented. He felt you know it was all kind of a storm in a teacup. Dan, you were at the press conferences where he talked about Robbie Brady. Was he misrepresented? Well, I don't think he was clear. Certainly, um, I think there was several times where you know he, he came in and named a side with Brady in it, but then instantly said, "Well, I'm not too sure about that." Left it hanging, and a couple of times when he was asked to follow up. Um, on the reasons why there was words like you know it's psychological used and I want to sh- him to show me in training that he is he is ready for this game. Now I do think he's slightly unfortunate because the Glen Whelan injury then flared up mm-hmm. and you can see the the football logic for the decision that he then made, which was to to bring in John Walters for 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 Brady. It made perfect sense really in the context of maybe having quite a young midfield. It's just that you know. The, there wasn't there wasn't a real sense of clarity about the Brady thing, and he, he did appear to be saying that he wanted to see if he was if he was ready, mentally ready for the game. Uh, Robbie Keane was sort of next to him at one point, said, "I can see what the manager is trying to do by maybe trying to give, you know, Robbie Brady a little bit of a shove," and, and that was the suggestion that he was also almost trying to, you know, give him a, a sense of stimulation. But it wasn't the case of. You know, the, 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 he, he suggested on the audio that I heard coming in that you know that Robbie Brady couldn't have been confused. Mm. You know, how could Robbie Brady have been have been confused? Whereas by all accounts, I think Robbie Brady was quite confused mm. by how this played itself out because he thought he was in the team um, until Thursday afternoon. So it was unnecessary. I think. I think that's that's what I would say. It was unnecessary uh, and, and could have been handled a lot better. Neil, that's kind of my the word Dan uses unnecessary. That would be my overall feeling on the thing as well. I mean, Trabatoni created this situation 
and there was just absolutely no pressure on him to create it and you know whether he was even if he was badly misquoted even just talking about Robbie Brady in those terms why? Yeah it wouldn't strike me as the best best way of dealing with it you know to to suggest or for it allow for it to be inferred that there was a, a question mark over uh, Robbie Brady's mental state it would strike me that the best way of handling it um, if there was, he had this doubt about Glenn Whelan at that point which he wasn't prepared to share with us was just to delay the naming of the sides. Uh, you know, he's the first manager we've had who's named his, his team routinely 24 hours before kickoff. Mm. It's obviously quite helpful to us, but, um, you know, it's, keeping us happy isn't his main priority, and I don't see why he couldn't He couldn't just say, listen, there are things I need to clarify um, before I pick the team, not for it to be personalised around Brady, when, in fact, he doesn't seem to have been the issue. I, I think it was unfortunate. Um, I said there was... There was there's a logic in Trapp's head, just not in, in how it was communicated to us, and by extension, that could could have adversely affected Brady. Yeah, MS the um, the can, other. Can I can I just say about that? I, I I don't I think some of the 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 way this has been kind of treated is 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 a little strong in the circumstances. I mean, Trapattoni does all these press conferences, and routinely we come out of them really unsure about what he's on about, and sometimes we have pretty heated debates amongst ourselves afterwards about what he was on about. But one thing that doesn't happen, which seems to have happened today, is that almost no matter what people say about what Trapattoni said afterwards in the papers, he doesn't quibble with it. You know, he doesn't he doesn't argue with it. Mm-hmm. He, he does seem to have taken taken exception this time. Um, I, I don't know why that's changed this time. I I don't think that, as far as I'm aware, when we were talking about this outside, as far as I'm aware, the, the, as I talked to Dan earlier, the uh, the understanding is that that. You know, the first uh, Robbie Brady heard of any of this is when the FAI themselves tweeted that the team and then the the team was it was uh, to be confirmed his name to be confirmed was beside his name for the first time. Yeah. Now, Trapattoni routinely tells us the team as I understand it before he tells the players. Although it's entirely obvious from the training most most times um, what way the team is going to be. But I don't think in the circumstances. I mean, Brady wasn't listening to the conversation we were having with Trapattoni, and the very first thing he saw from the training session on the monitors that we were, we were watching in the stadium was Trapattoni walking across the pitch talking to Brady about what was going on. So I'm not sure exactly what was communicated or miscommunicated. Certainly we're trying to figure it out afterwards and I think maybe motivational is what he meant rather than psychological yeah. about, uh, about uh, Brady. But I don't think there's any great you know, travesty here. You know, the only thing as I, usual, yeah. communications yeah. are an issue with him but I don't think like, Christ, if Brady, you know, it's we're not into Stephen Kelly territory yeah. here. You know, if, if Brady can't take, you know, being dropped from the team because of you know what happened and being told that face to face is which I think he was other than to be confirmed yeah, being in the team. I although mean, he did is not really yeah not I, really I get, big stuff. We're kind of wondering about what maybe might have prompted Trap to be so you know to be so determined to clarify it today. I mean Robbie Brady did say to the Sunday papers I think after the game on Friday night which has been reported today yeah. he, he would like to talk to Trapattoni about it. Sure that maybe that's he, not a big so issue. maybe at that stage but no it. but I'm just saying that but if, I mean, if Trap spoke to him on the Thursday afternoon what happened here was that as far as I can make out, but as far as I can make out what happened here was that, that Trapattoni didn't want to tell anyone that you know what you know that he wasn't one hundred percent sure about what the team was, and then Whelan picked up an injury, and what he did was 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 completely fair enough, you know. Yeah, I, I think from when Whelan picked up an injury, it's actually all fine, yeah. but it's actually putting yourself in the position to make it look really 
it just reflects kind of badly on Robbie Brady, to be honest with you. You know, like, I don't see how it, re- I don't see how it reflects well, badly on Robbie Brady sorry. in any sort of way whatsoever. I think, like, I agree with Neil. I mean, like, you know, and I don't think there's any, I don't think anybody disagrees with this, that if, if Trap, you know, isn't in a position to name his team, then he just shouldn't do it. And he has, I, I don't understand why he did this the way he did before. He usually comes in and just says, you know, there's a doubt about somebody and it'll be either or. But, you know, for him to try and elaborate in the way I did. But again, it just comes back to the fact that his communication skills in English are poor. And, and I, I think he kept on saying psychological, whether he's psychologically ready, psych, psychologically ready or he wanted to, you know, do something psychologically. And I just think I just think he wasn't getting across what he actually meant. Yeah, no, I mean, when I say reflects badly on him, it doesn't it, more that suddenly on radio stations and in newspapers, people are going, well, what is what's the story with Robbie Brady? I mean, having never questioned Robbie Brady's yeah. mental state before, I'm suddenly listening to people on the radio or on the radio myself saying, well, I wonder what's he getting at here? What's the story? He also, I mean, it wasn't the only and, thing he said. He also said he wanted him to be ready or he wanted to make sure he was ready or something like that. And I think like that's an I think that's a legitimate um, concern for a manager in those circumstances that Robbie Brady's a very young player. He's, that would have been without doubt the biggest game of his career um, uh, you know given the role that, that, that he was being handed and the responsibility and everything like that and I don't think anything that was wrong I just yeah, think I, I just think the way he came across I, I, was, was I think wrong. if you look what's, what's happened with Brady like he, he was taken off a half time in the Pharaohs you know I think he took that in the chin quite well for a young player you know because there's been situations in the past happened Kevin Kilbane he was taken off a half time against Iceland that affected him for for a good long time afterwards it took him a while to retain he was absolutely having a nightmare in Iceland sure, I mean, sure. he was looking to stay until half time sure but I, I just sort of think for, for again Robbie Brady in a similar position he's put put into a game f- from the start that you expected to win a lot of pressure on given how the previous game had gone he's taken off a half time I think he dealt with that quite well in quite a mature fashion I think just for this to happen sort of so soon afterwards again, I just think it's it's not great but handling of I the think it's good. It was to go off to go off Brady's comments after the match, and this is all you know, these comments have been reported today. Yeah. That even if Trapattoni spoke to him on Thursday, it didn't appear to be clear in, in the player's head on Friday night, and I think that's perhaps in response to that why Trap perhaps came out so strongly today and maybe he's addressed it with Brady since since then but whatever he said on Thursday it still wasn't clear with the player on Friday night and that, that would appear to be I just think it's been wildly overblown. you think it's, it's way blown up jeez I, yeah, I, I think I, I think if that's what you know if 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 this is what we're going to be talking about two days after the best Irish away performance in two in two or three years, um, you know, if if that's what we're the level we're at, that that a twenty one year old player might be a bit a bit cheesed yeah. off because the, you know the team. Well, the, to be fair, the reason we are talking about it is oh, that it was yeah, the yeah. main thrust of his. Sure. Oh no, sure, th- sure. you know, his yeah, chat yeah, today. He, I, 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 he sorry, and I meant that collectively. We sure, in terms yeah. of him having to come in and address it, and it is, as I say, unusual for for him to take. Uh, to take issue with the way he's been reported because he, well, he did and just, he just generally doesn't care he used Manuela quite a bit he really yeah. wanted to be sure to get his uh, message across I mean my final point because like, we can leave the Robbie Brady thing ultimately my point on it would be Emmett that you say it's kind of a communication issue and that's absolutely fair enough mm. But why, why, why put yourself in that position when you're not maybe Absolute, totally confident absolutely. about communicating look, about I mean, a young you know, player? We've been we've been in this situation time after time again. The Stephen Kelly thing came up entirely out of a situation where he started talking about Stephen Kelly in a way that was neither warranted nor prompted nor anything. You know, it was ludicrous. Uh, and next thing he's having a row with with you know a player that's completely baseless as far as I can see. It just <laughs> happened. He goes off it. A light a light switch seems to click with Trapattoni sometimes. And he goes off on one, and, and it's not entirely clear, you know, what 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 you know, press the button. But um, 
I just don't think it's anything like that, you know. Dan, have you any insight, uh, having covered him for X number of years now, into why he's so open with the press? Is it because he doesn't read the papers here, he's not overly concerned with what the perception of him here is? Do you kind of get what's going through his head when he when he's so open with the press like this? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, Neil, as, as Neil mentioned, I mean, it's fantastic for the press sure, that he yeah. comes in and there's a sense of clarity about the team before every game. And if he doesn't have that clarity, people... You know, we'll, we'll, we'll probe him for it. Even today, people are looking for details about the team for Tuesday, and it's generally quite forthcoming. Um, I don't know why that particularly is. Uh, yeah, he doesn't pay too much attention really to what's in the media. I don't think he's he's that bothered by it. Um, but I don't know. I think he's he seems to be not worried about letting the opposition know what his what his game plan is. It's very much. You know, here's how we're going to approach the game, and that's it. And I don't know. I don't. I, I think he's been, he's been good for the press. It's funny you have discussions about you know the, the criticism of of trap and you know you know do people want him to go and so on. I think from a press point of view, he's he's a, he's a dream in many respects. Yeah. In the sense that the you know the the life around Trapattoni can be quite amusing, even though the the communication issues can be very frustrating in terms of as Emmett said, kind of trying to extrapolate what he was trying to say. Um, but but overall, with us, he's, he's quite friendly and probably not too bothered by by what's said. And perhaps because of that, he just feels open enough to talk to us about everything and anything he's asked about. Uh, Neil, the overall point though was that from whatever happened over that kind of 24-hour period, we did go out against Sweden and perform really well. It was one of our um, most encouraging performances, not just from a defensive point of view, which was great with so many young players on the side, but just there was a sense that there were, I think we counted uh, yesterday, nine new starters in comparison mm. with the Euros. And they're, they're technically able and they're making really good decisions on the ball and there's a focus on keeping the ball. And you kind of think, well, this is a team if they if they kind of progress together, could play decent football and, and do it quite quickly. Yeah, well, if you look at the, the back four, like it was a all Premier League back <coughs> four, which is the first time I've had it in, for quite some time because Sean St. Ledger would have been in the side quite a lot. But also the age profile, um, Clark is 23, Coleman's 24, Wilson is 25. These are these are people there's a lot more to come from. They're already playing at the highest level. Um, you know, they could really grow as a unit. Obviously, James McCarthy's come into that side too. So Shane Long, there are other Premier League performers as well. Um, McLean, you know, has been hit and miss this season for Sunderland, but again, he's a Premier League player. So it's not a case of like I think we've had rebuilding periods in the past, and I suppose probably most notably after Jack Charlton went, Mick McCarthy came in. He didn't have players of the same club standing that Trap has now. He was going down to the Championship, and if I'm not mistaken even uh, David Connolly might have been a League One player when he was or the, whatever it was called back then mm-hmm. you know I think the, these players are, are quite established at club level so it's not a bad position to be in now, there could be some difficulties along the road like you know there, there was a number of changes for the Germany game we saw what happened there but you know given time this team could really grow and it's yeah. just a question of whether it'll grow quickly enough in terms of this campaign but certainly in the, the medium to long term, I think there's actually not a bad outlook there. Yeah, Emmett, one of the debates on television afterwards was Liam Brady, uh, I guess, summed it up by saying when this team plays well, it's because they've thrown off the shackles of Trapattoni and he has nothing to do with it. Yeah. And when they lose, it's all Trapattoni's fault. I think the way the media works these days, that's generally the way 
it is with most teams. It does know? seem particularly true of this Trapattoni regime. Well, I, I mean, you look at Premier League teams and Premier League managers get sacked because their teams aren't playing well and when they're, when they're playing well a, a great deal of the time. I'm not saying it's exclusively true, but, uh, but it's certainly, yeah, it certainly has characterised um, a, a lot of this. Trapattoni, though, let's not forget, he got a fair bit of credit for getting us to the European Championships. He got a fair bit of credit for getting us to the playoffs and the way we performed against France. Mm. Um, as has been said countless times by myself and others, um, you know, and many others, uh, that you know, it, it probably is, is, is worst piece of luck was probably us getting an easy draw in the uh, in the playoffs of the last European Championships. If we'd gone out heroically in the in the playoffs again, uh, if standing would, would would still be a good deal higher. His problem was getting to the European Championships and it's getting hockey three times by much better teams. I, I think I think Brady's point is a really interesting one, but I think the problem is Friday night's game. The circumstances around it, it's very hard. To, I mean, do you, because do you credit Trapattoni or don't you? And the reason why people are maybe reluctant to credit him because of it is because that James McCarthy wasn't in his original team. Yeah. And, you know, I've spoken to a couple of, like, League of Ireland managers last few days, and, you know, they've spoken about he stumbled across his best team. And that that's the problem that I got. I agree there, there, as Emmett said, and what Lee well, said. We've no, we've no, obviously, way of knowing how it would have turned of out. Course, if of course, of course. Yeah, and that's why I think it's very hard. To, I, don't, I don't think this game actually feeds into any great analysis of Trap as a manager and his reign because there are sort of the variables there, the particular circumstances. It was a brilliant performance. Now, I don't know if those players are playing for Trapattoni, but in a sense, it doesn't matter. They went out and they performed, and as long as they, they do that, then Trapp's position is kind of a non-issue. It doesn't matter whether they think he's an idiot or yeah. whatnot. If they go out and perform, it doesn't matter. But I, I do think there are particular circumstances around this game which make well, it... Well, it matters t- in terms of his future because if we go out against Austria now and play poorly, which is entirely possible, um, you know, say we only draw against Austria, then his position is going to be called mm. into question again. And it's going to matter then whether, you know, they were playing for him in Sweden or and not playing for him in Austria or, you know, which will which will tend, will, which will yeah, be the analysis in some yeah, places. Yeah, well, I... I I mean, well, I, I'd like, I look forward with interest. I, do, I, I, I heard some of the, you know, the kind of second-hand reports of, of the debate in RT, but, I, you know, I, I don't know how Dunphy, how Dunphy coped with us playing well and getting a result. But, um, Admirably. I, really? Oh, yeah. that's, well, that's good. Uh, I kind of wonder how he'll deal with not doing well. The game, the, game yeah. Friday, yeah. the game on Friday suited both sides because for Dunphy, you can, say, you can say to make the same point about McCarthy, he wasn't his original team. Therefore, he can use that as a stick to beat him with. He can use the fact that people are calling for Coleman. Wilson, but but in, every, Wilson, in every in every yeah. single case, the there's selection issues. Whether they pop up half an hour before the kickoff, or the night before, or or a month before. But I think this is particularly this is particularly you know, fun, based on particularly fundamental in that James McCarthy. I mean, he talked about him not being creative, and then he comes into the side and puts in a man of the match performance kind of defines the way the team yeah, plays yeah I like, was just talking about that I, I have to say I think the, the, I think um, I think people some people are over egging the, the quality of McCarthy's performance the other night I mean I agree I, I accept I'm in a minority uh, perhaps of one on that front <laughs> but uh, uh, I think it's been a, it's been overstated a little bit um, but getting back to that point Dan about where Trapattoni's uh, credit starts it's hard it's, it is, it's a I tricky one on this but night I think as, as Neil alluded to you know, you know does he get credit for McCarthy when he wasn't in his original team you know someone like Mark Wilson he says we discovered Mark Wilson as part of his renovation of the team I mean Mark Wilson's been around for some time and probably could have gone to the Euros if there wasn't this a case of mistaken identity which appears to have held him back that is to me is probably at the top of the list in, in some of Trapp's failures that one in particular sort of 
is 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 harder to to explain. But I think with regard to Tuesday, it's going to be very informative because you know we're talking about a change of approach from the Euros that has to come yeah. from the management. And I think playing to quite positive minded full backs is a reaction and it is a, mm-hmm. it is a change. Yeah, yeah. But that I guess we have to see that at home now in a competitive game. Germany was probably a difficult game in which to see that. I mean, Wilson didn't even play in the game and maybe that was the lesson that unfortunately that was the end for, for Stephen Ward. But mm-hmm. I think on Tuesday, the team is now set up to be potentially to be a lot more positive at home than it has been in the past. And it would be interesting to see if those, you know, if, if we actually see a reproduction of that. I think also, will he play Robbie Brady wide, for example, for this game, which would be a more positive step? Because I think after Friday, quite universally people said this is a return to the form that was so impressive in the in the previous campaigns as in difficult to beat away from home mm. what we haven't had has been difficult to to maybe we haven't brought it back to Dublin and I think if we can produce that display on Tuesday I think Fabatoni will get credit I think that would be a, a noticeable difference from the previous campaigns Neil I would put it to you and I, I mean I get accused of supporting Trapattoni here but I mean that's just look I'm just going to put maybe his side forward like say for instance on Friday night we could have very easily had an <coughs> ultra conservative manager say to Seamus Coleman mm, I don't trust you for this big night just yet so I'm going to put John O'Shea right back where he played in the Euros and I'm going to draft in Sean St. Ledger even though he hasn't played much football and you know he, he could have conceivably gone down that route as as, yeah. uh, I think know, the other thing, like Jack, Jack, Jack Charlton, who Trapattoni's routinely compared with, would have put another centre half in in in, uh, in midfield when when Whelan got injured. He may very well have, and and what we had instead was Trapattoni raving about Coleman's performance against Manchester City, talking about the importance of him bombing on. Yeah. And so, are there signs now that he's realised post Euro twenty twelve that actually we need to evolve and develop? Well, it's funny. As early as September, he was talking about Coleman's attacking qualities. I remember. It, before the Oman game when he was playing and he was talking about basically wanting double figures in terms of the number of crosses he wants so yeah. I think he, he was certainly he's certainly aware of what Seamus Coleman's qualities are and wants him to play to his strength um, obviously he, he chose not, not to call him though you know, calling him um, until after the Euros as a, a regular player but I think once he's in the side he, he recognised what yeah. his strengths are and wants, wants him to play to those and yeah I mean I, I think and I think having attacking fullbacks can help redress the fact that we don't have a lot of creativity coming from midfield. I mean, I agree with him to some extent about James McCarthy. Like, James McCarthy isn't a playmaker as such. I think he's got a lot going from him. He's a good distributor of the ball. Um, he's mobile. He's a decent tackler. I don't think he's a playmaker as such. You know, I don't think we're going to get sort of defence playing passes from him. But he's probably an improvement of what we've had there but mm. there's still a bit of dearth of creativity there I, I, but I, th- I, I think you, you have you have more attacking options if your full backs are prepared yeah. to get forward in the way Coleman I, th- I think it's like you, you funny it's funny Joe you, you saying that uh, there's a, there was a new focus when you when you talk about Friday night there's a new focus on keeping the ball and they're going Christ almighty like you know like you would think that it always, there'd always been a focus on keeping the ball but the, the fact is that we're terrible at it you mm-hmm. know we're routinely terrible at it and James McCarthy certainly certainly passes the ball you know solidly he's a better passer of the ball than most than we usually have in centre half yeah, yeah. I mean I personally think then. you know that, that the other night there were two or three Swi- Swedish chances that came from, from McCarthy either not looking for the ball in the first place and giving players random options or by not really showing any great urgency when, when, when you know he, he 
fail to make a, a decent challenge. So I, like, I, I do think there are aspects of his performance the other night. But as regards Trapattoni, I just think he's the ultimate pragmatist. Like uh, Trapattoni talks about to us all the time the great players he had in the past, and he talks about his, the different tactics he's used at different teams. You look back at it; he has used different tactics at different teams. He's looked at what he's had, and when he was in a, cl- a club manager in a position to buy in players, he's brought in players to play some very attractive systems. Mm-hmm. When he came in to take charge of this Ireland team, he thought. By and large, his assessment was that it was a pretty crap team and it sure. needed a, an incredibly rigid system to make it hard to beat again. He, he did that. He made us hard to beat again. And, and he stuck with that, probably possibly too long, but he got us through European Championships. And I think at the European Championships, he just realised the game was up, mm. that you couldn't stick with that team yeah. anymore and those tactics. And what he's done since is, you know, started to so change the tactics. Actually, the only, like, with other other nine changes, yeah. <clears throat> The, there were only two changes that, that weren't enforced. Weren't enforced. Yeah, okay. No, I, I appreciate that, but I do think that that the pace of underlying change, whether mm. when he's had options or not options, you know, uh, and and some of those changes have no tactical. Yeah. Like you know, if you're do, McLean for Duff, isn't a you know isn't a, a, a tactical evolution. Sure. But, but I think yeah, the fact he's he's come to for whatever reason he's come to sort of embrace Wes Hoolin in some degree that as an option off the bench yeah. in games and I think again to talk about the difference from Friday to Tuesday yeah. although he brought but Wes on a couple of his other subs late on were almost Andy Kill yeah. looking to, to, to hold effectively what but he even, had even that's a if massive evolution but it, you know, it is. You know, well, we talked to him for years and we were saying like, what do you want on the bench and he was completely clear he wanted 11 carbon copies on the bench of what he had on the on the, on the, on the, but, on the bench but if on the bench and so what he would do is like a player would get tired and he put on a player to play exactly that role, but with more enthusiasm for the last ten minutes, you know. And that was that was that was the whole. But uh, well, if we have a situation I mean, on Tuesday, we have to turn up at the stadium. When, when we're going to send somebody along to make when, the changes when we're when we're going in search. If we are in a situation on Tuesday where it's I don't know nil all or half an hour to go, and we're actually going in search of victory, hmm. I think that's going to be interesting yeah, 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 to see yeah, what he yeah. does yeah, then sure. because often you know he, he spoke at the first day of this gathering I think it was talking about you know if late in the game it was very much Connor Salmon was almost his, his plan B we, we go long we go direct it'll just be interesting to see on Tuesday you know <coughs> if we are in trouble wh- where he goes then I think that will that would be a big difference if he took a slightly different approach yeah well I mean look I mean the consensus amongst fans is hopefully it's Wes is where he goes if he needs to bring someone on is this team more equipped than uh, recent Trapattoni teams to go out and take a game to a team at home and go on and win a game because that would be my sense yeah no I think well the fullbacks we've, met, we've touched on them quite a bit here but I think they are the key you know that they're going to you know ensure that we're on the front foot and uh, getting at Austria you know um, so I, I think they, they are going to be key and you know if McCarthy can give an assured performance then all the better Emin House Tuesday going to go I, I wish I knew. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I I I agree. I think we're better better equipped. Uh, I haven't seen Austria from uh, play a game from beginning to end in in a, in a while. Uh, they weren't great when um, when uh, I did see them. Um, <coughs> I've seen highlights of a few of their games this this campaign, and they look okay. Mm. They are certainly the the sort of team that we should be beating at home if we're serious about going to another major championship. So I, I sincerely hope we're going to win. Dan changes. I mean, is Glenn Whelan coming back into the side? Yeah, he's, he's sort of got to figure out his options there. Um, it's I think it'd be very hard to leave James McCarthy out after the other day, and I do think that for uh, you know certainly in a game where you you would hope you're going to see more of the ball, I think McCarthy really has to be there. Um, it's just a question of does he feel Whelan has possibly slightly better distribution than, than than Paul Green or is it a case that you just need again sort of Paul Green did very well there 
as almost a shield, as a base that will allow the fullbacks maybe to go sometimes. Beyond that, I think we touched on the right side of midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Walters was very much there as a you know a protector and some some to some degree on Friday and and will he decide needs Robbie Brady also although James McLean put in some some decent corners I think Robbie Brady's sort of distribution in, in terms of set pieces um, could add something to the team um, and I think they're, they're the two areas where he's a decision to make back four I can't see any changes obviously we have Robbie Robbie Keane's injury concern mm-hmm. and the question of if he were to miss out what do you do then but I, I wouldn't expect her to be a great, a great difference on the side I have to say Yeah well hopefully we'll talk to you about it during the week uh, we'll finish on a positive note a text in to 53106 thank God for Emmett Malone <laughs> That's my mum is it? I don't know and so say all of us I suppose <laughs> uh, um, Listen we'll talk to you during the week obviously on Off the Ball uh, Ireland against Austria on Tuesday night we're back in a moment <laughs>